We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening you to the Content is Profit One, podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. And today, we're bringing them to you so you can take action immediately and start creating content momentum. If you'd like to learn more on how to create that content that turns into profit, Go to contentisprofit.com. All right. Oh, yeah, guys, go there. You have a little surprise. And today, how to take action, change lives, and monetize your tribe. And, guys, yes, indeed, I did take that headline, that <laughs> hook from our guest website just because it was so good. I was like, excuse me, baby, I'm going to borrow it because it's absolutely amazing. And I we can't wait to dive I, in. I don't think he's mad. I don't think it's bad either. It's okay. I hope not. I I hope hope not. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll find out in like two (laughs) seconds. But Fonzie, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed we do. Say what? Yes. And (laughs) today's sponsor is your own The Beast Bros. Yeah. We didn't have the new sound. We we forgot the new sound. But guys. That's your your job today. We're coming in today. The sponsor is Content Momentum. Mm. What is Content Mm. Momentum? You might be asking yourself. Well, if you have a long form piece of content, just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into value-packed bite-sized assets that then you can send like little minions into social media and get you clients we are here for you let us so, know slide in the dms That's at right. beast bros co on instagram on facebook we want to talk to you we want to help you out Sweet. so don't don't be shy guys if you're listening please don't forget to subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone every tuesday thursdays and saturdays and go ahead and follow us on social media at beast bros co that's right and if you find this episode impactful please please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review now you know what i just realized before we get into that yeah. we say and a lot you say <laughs> and a lot hey today's guest is living fancy's dream life but more about that in just a moment we met today's guest through an incredible event called pot max not too long after that we noticed he was an important part of the click funnels community you could tell he had impacted some people along the way and that's true. He is living my dream life, guys. <laughs> he is a digital nomad and works from whatever he wants out of Airbnbs. How Ooh, epic is baby. that, right? Yeah. That's the so lifestyle. Sweet. Not only that, he is an incredible marketer that can help you with content monetization strategies. Cha-ching! He actually beat over 2,500 applicants to be a ClickFunnels traveling stage presenter. We'll definitely have to ask a little bit more more about that. Today's guest has held more than 40 live events from which he built his business. Impressive. Not only that, but he's an extremely genuine guy that loves connecting with people in authentic ways. Yeah, he 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 sounds Ooh. like I feel like we're all part of the same tribe here, guys. That's right. Please welcome demonetization expert, host of the Impact Income and Influence podcast, and Probably Airbnb's favorite customer, Mr. Steve Werner. You guys are awesome. You guys have so much energy. I love it. Welcome, Steve. Steve, thank What's you, man. On, guys? We're matching today. We got that the red jersey, the I red know, shirt. We, 
We are matching. I like it. It's yeah. like two v one here. My, my brother missed miss the memo today. I missed the memo, Steve. Come on. <laughs> he met- fades into the wall. I mean, I almost miss him. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, it was was the intro accurate, man? Like this sounds <laughs> amazing. I'm like, we just like just took it out of. The I mean, air. That, that intro was amazing. <laughs> um, you guys are very very good at it. There were a lot of ands in there because I've done a lot of things. Oh well, I mean, thank you. Appreciate it's like, it. Okay. I know it's 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 just like escalate. You know, you're the level of expert that you are. So it's awesome. Funny yeah. story before we get started. You know, I had like this speech class once in college, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm up there up front. And they're like, you got three minutes to talk about whatever you want. So I decided to talk about Venezuela, and they had a guy just sitting there. It's like counting your ahs and ands. I, you want to know my numbers, Steve? I bet they were a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot, like more than a hundred. There was like in three minutes, you said more than a hundred ahs, and and the the funny part was like the teacher was like, "Well, you know what? I think it was like super entertaining, so I didn't even realize you were saying that." So I'm like, "Yes, that's a win, guys!" Kaching. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough about us, Steve. Please tell us, man. Like this amazing like stuff that you've done. Like, was it always that way, or like how did everything start? No, it was not always that way. Um, I've always loved travel. I always loved being out, um, doing things. So, I mean, in college, I started a business, thought it was a great idea, made some money, but was working 80 hours a week, was super burned out. Um, and the money didn't matter. Like, it reached a point where I was like, why am I killing myself for this? So, sold the business, traveled for two years, um, spent all of the money, and ended up uh, in Chicago as a bartender. Um, had all these business ideas, right? Like composition notebooks full of business ideas I'd written while I was on the road. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm going to make a difference. I'm gonna start a new business, and now I'm bartending. And that was, uh, that was like mid early 2000s. Um, from there, though, like, I you, I mean, you guys know this. Like entrepreneurs, you can't keep us down. We're not gonna be bartenders <laughs> forever. Um, I was running the place within a year. And then uh, ran another restaurant and then ended up going to Vail, Colorado to uh, help them run their fine dining program. Um, And I woke up one day and I was like, how did I get here? This was not the plan. This was not written down in my composition notebook, right? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Like had a lot of fun. The greatest part about working for a ski resort, you get to ski, you get to ski and you get four and a half months off a year. So Ooh. I traveled Asia, I traveled Europe, traveled South America. Wow. Um, That's like Fonzie's dream. Like you, you've lived like Fonzie, like every dream life that we've ever wanted. All, all five <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you, like that job was hard to leave. Um, yeah. But what happened, I woke up in, uh, in 2014 and I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, it's great. I've gotten to travel. I love my job. I like what I do. But the salary cap is 100K. Mm. I'm never going to get past that. And it's also not what I'm meant to do. Like my calling wasn't to run a restaurant as much as I liked it. Yeah. Um, so I burned it all down. I moved to Las Vegas. I decided I was going to hold live events because I was like, I love live <laughs> events. I've been to a Tony Robbins event. Yeah. I've been to Brendan Burchard's event. I've been to like new, like I love going to events, right? Yeah. Have you guys, what's your favorite event you guys? Oh man, I think it was fun hiking live 2020 for yeah. me. I, I don't think we got that many events under our belt that like you steve but i mean this funnel hiking live that we went was for us was mind-blowing yeah fhl is one of the best events ever it's not tony robbins events i would highly recommend go to a tony robbins event 
they're they're equally as good but different outcome fhl mm. is great um i love i love click funnels i love russell <laughs> you meet amazing people there you guys yeah. are actually click funnels colors today I don't know if you did that on purpose uh, um, maybe maybe you'll you'll never know <laughs> secret never know <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, moved to Las Vegas. I was like, I'm going to hold live events. I'm going to change the world. These events are going to be amazing. I spent $28,000 and got two registrants. Um, wow. Rented out space. Rented out. So I moved to, moved to Vegas. As soon as I move into my apartment, I get in my car. I drive down to the Strip. Instead of gambling, I go into Treasure Island and I rent the biggest venue that they have available, which is 1,400 people. Cool. Hmm. I signed on the dotted line. The lady's like, have you done this before? And I said, well, yeah, I've ran events in Vail. Like, we ran events that were up to 5,000 people. I was like, I'm, this is not, not going to be any big deal. Um, you guys can see where this is going real quick. So <laughs> I thought the thing was knowing how to hold a live event. I did not understand marketing or sales at all because I had zero, absolutely zero marketing or sales experience. Mm. I mean, my marketing when I was in college was really easy. So the, the business that I ran in college, I did commercial cleaning for banks and churches. It was real easy. You go knock on the door and say, hey, do you guys like cleaning your church? No, that's what I do. <laughs> and then it's like, hard. Nobody where wants do to I clean. pay you? <laughs> right. Yeah, pro probably very wow. little competition in that space there. Uh, there was some, but there I, some. I beat them all. But that was... <laughs> I didn't have to do marketing or sales. So yeah. I learned really quickly in Las Vegas after I went through all the money I had in the bank. Um, what ended up happening, I, it took about three months. I tried, I, I paid somebody to build a website, yeah. which I thought, as long as you have a website, you're going to sell tickets. <laughs> I, I, yeah, as many people true. do. Yeah, right. <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks that. Like, But then you build the website after I spent like, I think it was three or four grand. I don't remember how much it cost at this point. Like, it was 2014. I paid the money for a website. I was like, why is no one going there? <laughs> like, don't they know it exists? So then I started doing digital ads. I started doing print ads. I started doing journal ads. I did solo ads. I did everything that had the word ad behind it. I threw money at. <laughs> at wow. one point, I even hired a guy to stand on the side of the street with a spinny sign. And I bought, like, you could rent in Las Vegas. You could rent a little shack, like, in a... I, I think it was a Lowe's parking lot. And like the guy standing out there with the spinny sign saying restaurant show. Oh God. And like, I think I talked to like four or five people. I was like, well, that was a waste of a hundred bucks. Um, anyway, <laughs> three months later, I have to go back to treasure Island and beg them not to hold me to my contract. Cause I, I, the conversation was really short and sweet. I went in and they said, well, you know, you have a 150 room hotel block. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means that besides paying the money for the space yeah. and the food and all of the fees, you also have you're responsible for 150 hotel rooms, oh. which I had rented out zero. They they knew that, and they said, "Well, you haven't rented out any hotel rooms, and um, we don't really know what's going on." I said, "Look, this is what's going on. I thought I knew how to hold an event. Obviously, I don't." Um, would you please let me out of my contract? And they sat there looking at me and it, it, it took a lot to walk in that room. Cause I didn't know how it was going to go. But basically yeah. what I said was you guys can try to hold me to the contract, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to file bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, Cause that's where I'm at. And she said, look, we understand we're going to try to rent it out. We think we have a few other people who have asked about those dates. If we can get covered, we'll just hold your deposit, which was five grand. 
Yeah. So, okay. So that Ooh. ended up working out. Um, my friend who Bless had come heart. down there with me for moral support, <laughs> we were sitting at the Frog Bar, which is uh, the bar in Treasure Island. And she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'd had some I'd had some people reach out to me to headhunt me um, to go back into the restaurant business because I was very good at my job. I had had some other people offer me different different jobs throughout the industry. Um, but I said, you know, I really, really want to do this. And I, I don't know about you guys, but like when you hit that wall, like that's just that's when it starts. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, when you hit like you think it's going to be easy, if it's easy, it's like having a cheat code for a video game. You play it for five minutes. You're like, this is boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan, I don't know if you guys are sports. Well, I know you like soccer. Yeah. <laughs> football. It's, it's, but if, sports in general. Yes. But uh, yeah, we play soccer. We don't play anything nice. else. We're we're tiny. What, what position you guys play? Uh, anything really? Like oh, I'm at midfielders. Yeah, midfielders. <laughs> that's that's the only way to go right there. <laughs> so that's I. I actually went to college on a soccer scholarship. Let's go. True story. My coach. But anyway, so if you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, yeah. I had like this huge epiphany because he basically would set himself up to hit walls on purpose. So that he, because he knew the minute he hit a wall, he would push 80 times harder. Mm. Cool. And that's what happened to me. So we're sitting at the bar and she's like, look, I have a spare room. It wasn't a bedroom. It was more of like a utility room. <laughs> it was like an eight by 10 room next to her laundry room. But she's like, you can stay there as long as you want. I believe you can do this. Like I've seen you do a lot of things in your life. Yeah. I believe in you. And I believed in me. So we, I moved in. I went down to the library because I was like, I, I at this point I had, I think I had a credit card that had four or five grand that I could spend on it. And I think I had like maybe $1,500 in cash. Well, not that much. Yeah. But I was like, I can figure this out. And if not, I can always go back and bartend. Yeah. I don't want to. I definitely don't want to. But I'm not going to be homeless. Yeah. So uh, I go to the library and I check out like every book they have on marketing. Because at this point, I, I was like, earlier head in the sand i'm just gonna throw money at it well now i don't have any money so i gotta start learning <laughs> and somewhere in there someone had donated a dan kennedy course which dan kennedy is uh like classic yeah mm -hmm. like he's the godfather if yeah. you guys don't know who <laughs> yes. dan kennedy is and you're listening to this go get everything that you can by dan kennedy yeah please mm -hmm. like <laughs> he's every great marketer russell brunson evan pegan frank current joe polish has come from Dan Kennedy. Yep. He's the man. Like, go get his, his his stuff. So somewhere, someone had donated a course, which is like a two or $3,000 course. It's called Butts and Seats. It's all about how to fill live events. And uh, it was cassette tapes. Cassette tapes and a workbook. And this is 2014. My car still had a cassette player in it. Because I was like... I guess I, I, I just grabbed it because it was marketing. I didn't know what it was. Didn't know anything about it. But I listened to one of the tapes driving somewhere like a week or two later. And it was gold. It was like it was so good. I sat in my car when I got to where I was going to listen to the end of the tape. 
And then on the way home, I stopped. I was like, I've got to find a tape player because who has a Walkman or a tape <laughs> player anymore? I went to the thrift store. I went to a, a Savers in yeah. Las Vegas and bought like an old school like boombox stereo thing <laughs> yeah. for like 10 or 20 bucks so that I could listen to the rest of the tapes. They were that good. Wow. And over the next, I literally like over the next three or four days went through, I think there were eight tapes in that series. I'm not. Not 100, percent but I went yeah. through all of them in the next couple of days. Took a bunch of notes, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what he says because it like <laughs> literally made so much sense. Um, I went to an off strip hotel and rented a small room. Um, they charged, I think it was 1,200 bucks. I'm not 1,200, 1,500 bucks. No food and beverage minimum, and I negotiated out of a hotel room block, so I didn't have any hotel rooms to worry about. <laughs> yeah, and following what was in that manual i was able to sell out a hundred person event in the next six weeks wow oh hold on huh yeah 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 sir standing ovation (laughs) yes (laughs) wow that's amazing i thought i was like the king of the world i was like whoa i made i made just over eight thousand dollars when it was all said and done when all the dust had settled and i was like this is amazing so dan kennedy was actually having an event and i was like i gotta go I got to go. Got to be the man. (laughs) I went and uh, yeah, like we, so the event was good. It was much different than I thought it was going to be because he's, he's, he's like picture like bad grandpa meets digital marketer. And that's what you end up with. (laughs) Like he's just a grumpy, crusty old man. That's brilliant and kind of funny. Yeah. That's all I paid. I paid an extra, I think it was an extra 500 bucks and it was called, uh, it was like a lunch round table. And there were 10 of us at the table and we got to go around and you basically got to ask Dan one question. Mm. So I told him my story like really quick. um, And he just like, he looked at me and he said, you're an idiot. What are you doing? And I was like, what? And he was like, you have to sell something. Why aren't you speaking at the front of the room selling? I said, well, I would love to, like, I want to do like the whole Tony Robbins thing. I love public speaking. I love being in front of people. That's part of why I love live events, but I don't know what to say. They're dentists. I don't have anything to sell them. And he was like, you are stupid. He was like, there's a program over there called Magnetic Marketing. It's his main program. He was like, if you sell that to Dennis, I'll give you 50% of it. I said, well, I don't know what's in the program. And he said, well, buy one. (laughs) So $2,000 later, I buy Magnetic Marketing. And for the next couple of events, I sold that. Um, I literally practiced his speech, went up to the front of the room and sold it. So I ended up, I think I had three or four events now. And I was I was making with the sales of magnetic marketing, I was making about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars per event. Mm. Um, but it was a lot of work. I like did, yeah. I learned so I learned WordPress so that I could figure out how to do the website. I learned Infusionsoft, I learned all the plugins, I learned lead pages, like yeah, like drinking out of a fire hose, but I have to implement. Yeah. Um what ended up happening, so I got a little bit more involved with Dan Kennedy, did his inner circle program, and basically learned like instead of selling Dan Kennedy's stuff, I need to sell my own stuff. That led to me running a Facebook agency for 2015, 16, uh, building a lot of people's ads. So I would basically put 30 dentists in a room, talk to them about marketing, have a few other keynote speakers, make it a really fun time, and then at the end say, hey, I know we just taught you a whole bunch of marketing. Who in here thinks they have time to implement it? And no hands would go up. And then the real easy answer is, well, I have an agency. I'd be happy to do a VIP day with you. So I did what no one else would do. 
I flew to their office. I would spend two or three days with them in their office, make a big checklist, write them a big marketing plan, and then implement it for them. Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, I love doing that until it came to having more than like five clients because then you're just pulling your hair out trying to run ads. <laughs> trying to fly everywhere <laughs> this yeah. is like there's there's an ongoing theme to this story and it's like get some momentum break a whole bunch of crap figure <laughs> out how to fix it break a whole bunch of crap yeah yep. oh, so man. uh 40 like 30 i don't know like 35 37 events later it's uh late 2017 and i'm just i hate clients right love holding <laughs> live events hate Facebook clients hate running ads. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I, it was like 2 a.m. We were having a bunch of drinks on a cruise ship on a, uh, a marketer's cruise. And the guy was like, one of my friends was like, why are you doing that? He's like, just I bet there are enough people out there who want to hold live events. And I was like, oh, yeah, I bet there are. Like, I knew there were because some people would ask me about it. Yeah. The first key as an entrepreneur is don't sell what you want to sell. Sell what people are asking. Yeah. Yes. That's a gold moment. Golden yes. boulder right there. <laughs> I was I was not smart. I had had at this point, I'd had probably 15 or 20 people ask me about holding live events. And my answer, the girl that I was dating at the time, I literally was like, she was like, why don't you teach people live events? And I was like, I don't want to teach people live events. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> Those two things right there. Like, if you say something is too hard and people are asking you to do it, figure that crap out because that's what yeah. they'll pay for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, literally that night, like we had had a lot to drink, but they were like, dude, it's commitment time. Make a commitment that you're going to change this tomorrow. And I'm never one to be shy. Um, we'll get to this tattoo story later, but I have a tattoo on my arm from also two o'clock in the morning, different <laughs> night. But, uh, yeah. So the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh man, what did I do? I went, I sent emails to all of my clients. At this point I had 10 clients. That's what yeah. I capped out at. And I found them all homes. I said, look, I have really good people. They're going to charge you the same amount of money or less. I'll vouch for them. If you have any problems, I will find you another home or I will refund your money. I had good relationships with all my clients. Yeah. Um, found them new homes. And I had I put together a list of I I want to say it was 18. It was either 18 or 20. It was it was a low number of people who had asked me to teach them live events. Yeah. And I sent the email out and I said, hey, look, I'm looking at doing this. I don't know exactly what it looks like. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Um, ended up closing three people on holding their live event um, in 2018 and moved forward and crushed it for them. Um, we did. I mean, I did what no one else. I, to my knowledge, no one else does what I do. Like we start with what are you selling? We build the offer for the event. You guys get that because you're in ClickFunnels. You understand what an offer is. Oh, what yeah. you sell is not your offer. Mm -hmm. What you sell is one line in your offer. Absolutely. The offer is what surrounds that to make it irresistible and make people have to buy it. Yep. We build that first. That's a that's a couple week process. It's a big brainstorming process. Then from there, we build out the story arc for the event. Mm -hmm. So you guys went to FHL. Mm -hmm. FHL does this better than anything else. Day one, you meet people where they're at. What's the biggest pain points that they have? Yeah. You talk about that on day one. 
Day two, you start to show them how that can be solved, either through your own teachings or through other people. At FHL, they use other people. Mm -hmm. All the people on stage, if you notice this, if you go back and look at it, day one, it's people that were in a lot of pain and just started to barely move the needle. Day two, it's people that had some success and how they had even more success. So we build that story arc for the event. Then we build the pitch. The pitch comes picture like a needle moving up comes about 45 degrees that's where you want to make the pitch so Mm. the pitch sells the offer but it is not the offer it's different and this is where everybody messes up they think they just have a stack slide and just ramble through it if you do it correctly the pitch relates to all of the stories that have been told up to that point in the event if you i mean you guys saw this at fhl like russell is the master of this yep (laughs) does it so well um once that is all built, I actually coach the person. I've I've sold on stage more than a hundred times. I know how to do it, and that's yeah. the thing that everyone is nervous about. They want to know how to sell without being salesy. How do I not push <laughs> on people? Yeah. How do I close a high percentage of the room? I coach them on that. So I literally make them do a Zoom, uh, not a Zoom, a Loom video of their mm-hmm. pitch. Then I can pause it and critique them. And we usually do that five or six times, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Until it is perfect. The last piece to this whole thing, once we have all that done, that that whole process that we just went through is usually like four to eight, maybe 10 weeks. Mm. About five, six weeks into that, we start looking at the marketing. So we take the stories. Who are the speakers that are coming? If it's just you speaking, that's fine. We look at all the stories and that builds out the big story arc, which becomes all of your marketing. So many people, what I got wrong in the beginning was I thought, I'll just throw a bunch of money at this and it's going to work. That will lead to so much pain. Do not do that. Yeah. There, I want to, I'm actually going to throw some pretty hard stones right now. If your Facebook person is telling you that it's $3,000 a month plus 20% of sales, walk away. Mm-hmm. You should not be paying a percentage of sales. That is a horrible industry trend that they're capitalizing on your pain, but they're not helping you. Yeah. Run away from it. If you if if they tell you that, what I would say is we'll talk about that three months in once we see how you've done for me. Another thing, if your ad budget is a thousand dollars and they want to charge you twenty five hundred dollars to run a thousand dollars worth of ads, don't even bother running the ads. You're going to burn so much money. Um just Figure like you can literally go on YouTube, figure out how to run some ads. They are not going to get you a better conversion rate, substantially different from your own. Yeah. Like save, save your money. There are better places to use it. So we look at how to market the event, organic, telling stories, doing JVs, getting on podcasts, all of these things you can do for free, build a little bit of rapport with people yeah. and then get them to your event. That works so much better. Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, is. Siri, pay attention. Oh, that's my watch. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Siri. Siri's like, wait, wait, can you, I'm can taking you, notes. Can you can please you say repeat that again? We, we need more golden boulders, please. So, uh, I mean, so that's the whole thing. And then Mm. I help them implement it. The last key to this is that I actually go to the event and run the event for them. So I know how to manage staff. That's what I did in the restaurant industry. Yeah, That's what I know how to do. So I go to the event. I get there two days beforehand. Usually because of the Airbnb lifestyle, the way that I do it is I go to the city 
two months beforehand. Oh, wow. I go and then to run my own business, I go to meetups. I hold my own meetup. So I'm doing my own thing, but I'm also on the ground. I can help the person and then I'm there beforehand. So about a week beforehand, we go to the hotel. We make sure we have everything we need because yeah. the cost to hold an event. If you're thinking of holding your own event, start with a room of 20 people or less. You can hold that event for $1,500 to $2,000 plus maybe some marketing budget. But you don't even need the marketing budget. For 20 people, you should be able to fill that yourself. If you can put 20 people in the room, your closing ratio for that is going to be 50%, especially mm. if you follow what I'm teaching you. Um, most of the time, I mean, I've had a few hundred percent closes at a high wow. ticket price point, at a 15K price point mm. for a 20 person room. Wow. Everybody thinks they see this big vision of Tony Robbins event with thousands of people. The first guy that I worked with, he was like, we want to put a thousand people in the room. How big's your list, bro? It's 3,800. So you want to put a thousand people in a room and you have a list of 38. Let's start with 50. And yeah, then we actually absolutely. backed that up and we made it 25 for him. From 25 people, he closed 14 on a 10K price point, cash only, no payments. He wow. walked out of the room with 140 grand minus my fee. And a big smile. So I'm, guessing, smile. I'm, I'm guessing he had a pretty big smile too. And the positive impact that he's creating for these amazing clients. Well, cool. now he's gone on and he's held, now he's held, I think he's held four events total. Wow. Um, once you know how to do it, that's the thing that I tell people. Like my fee is not cheap. I'm 25K plus 10% of sales. Yeah. Mm. But once you know how to do it, one, if you don't make at least 25K and you hold the event, I'll refund you. If you follow what I say and you don't make that, like we're going to have a discussion beforehand. Like I'm not working with people who are just getting started. Yeah. You have to have yep. a course. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have a list. But if you have all that, we're going to crush it. Yeah. Whew. Dude, Steve, I, I'm just here like just like, please tell me more. Like I just <laughs> I just put down here on the on the notes like your own event, the blueprint. <laughs> because that's literally what why you what you're telling people right now and if you're listening mm -hmm. and uh, this is something that you want to really like dive into like we are addicted to events it sucks right now because of the situation that we live in and i think you know that's why we seek out in the in the digital world right and there's different solutions to that so i, I am so excited but if you're listening and and this is something that you want to do please please give steve a call because i'm here like fancy uh let's get a shit together so we can uh, call steve right here <laughs> i know no this is it this is absolutely amazing man yeah it's it's a different take, yeah. you know, on what on everything we've had in the podcast so far. I love it. And because usually I feel like people think that to hold their own event, they need to be Russell Brunson level, right? And I mean, you're just telling, no, you can have an extremely profitable event with 20 people in the room. And I'm yeah. sure Powerful. there's plenty, 20 people in the room that can perceive you as the expert. Yeah, there, there's That's a few. Go ahead. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. I mean, that is so true. So most of the people that I work with, my ideal clients are that it's their first event. And what I always tell them, because they always are, usually they come to me and they're one of two things. They've heard me speak somewhere. Most of my clients come from speaking. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of social media for marketing. Um, I like personal connection. So a lot of people will have seen me speak or come across something that I've done. Maybe my book I really want to hold an event. I don't know if I can. I said, well, do you have a course? Do you have a list of at least 2,500? 
If you have those two things, we can probably put 15 to 20 people in the room. I worked with two ladies, came to me from the ClickFunnels community. Um, one of them is a mommy blogger. Like they're they're mildly successful. They're they're doing well, right? Yeah. They're full time entrepreneurs. We put 18 people in the room. They closed 14 people on a 15k price point, 5k down, 10k in payments, or they could pay in full. And I think it was a twelve thousand dollar, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they crushed it. Wow. They've gone on to hold several events since then, local events, like local small events, and they're crushing it. And like. I mean, I love Russell. I love click funnels. You're 1000 funnels away. Like <laughs> if you're honest, I love Russell. Like you I love dreaming. Like we're entrepreneurs. We yeah. love dreaming. I have whiteboards. If you guys could see this wall over here, I have four whiteboards. Yep, yep. Full of stuff. Right there. Look at that. Like just that's the start of it. Together a funnel. <laughs> You're not going to, you can do really well with a funnel, but a funnel is a tool. You have mm -hmm. to know what you're selling. You have to have a list. You have to have money to drive people to the funnel. All of these things take money. If you go, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're having a hard time with it and you did the one funnel away challenge, grab the 30 day book where they interview 30 people about what they would do if they lost everything. All of them say they would sell a high ticket item first. Yes. All of them. Because you have to generate income. Steve, I, I just that, love that you brought that up because yeah. hold on. That, that was actually a game changer for us. Le learning about selling the high ticket first because we were so focused when we start on how, what product are we going to create that we can sell for like 10 bucks, let's say 50 bucks. And it's like, no, we need to sell so many of those, right? Instead, with a high ticket offer, we're like, okay, we just need to sell maybe like two or three to start getting some momentum, right? And start building the business. So that that for us was huge. And what you're saying about the funnels, I think, you know, and this is how I see it. And, and I would love your your input in, on this, but I see it, you know, the, you have the value ladder. I think funnels fit at a certain spot in the value ladder, right? But you can actually sell the high ticket thing without a funnel. Just by developing the relationships and having these conversations. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, and I think, you know, that was a big moment for us when mm -hmm. we finally were like, man, that's it. And we're currently helping people. Uh, you know, we obviously are, are big fans of podcasting. We're big fans of this is a platform to make connections and, and build relationships. And I'm sure like you, you think probably very similar to that. And, uh, and then from those relationships, that's really when like big, big business can come in, right? Like we've, we've been in, in rooms on conversations with mm -hmm. corporate like clients, like people, companies like $200 million, right? And it's like these two kids here. And what allows us to do that? The platform, the podcast. You go to our, our business website right now. It is a sales letter. Well, I call it sales letter that we wrote like three years ago. We well, haven't changed it. And the reason we have not Don't throw me under the bus. He wrote, he wrote no, that thing, guys. I, I said don't, I did. Don't get me in there. I said I did. <laughs> Uh, and I thought I was doing really good, but then I was like, you know what? And now we left it up because people keep telling us, no, you need this and you need that. And you need this, all, all, all this stuff, all these funnels I created optimized to make sales. Well, guess what guys? Like we've been able to build a team of almost 10 people now, uh, with a platform selling high ticket 
without a website, right? Like, and, and eventually there will be a place for that website. Like at some point mm -hmm. right now, it's not needed. And I love your take on events. It's like change your perspective. Perspective has been a massive uh, word for us this 2020, especially when COVID hit. We, we used to do a lot of like uh, business with local uh, brick and mortars. And then we had to transition very quickly. The podcast mm -hmm. allowed us to, to, to do that. Um, but you said like that, that, that vision of everybody's like, man, I need to hold this event with hundreds or thousands of people. And you're like, you only need like very 20 or like 15, 18, very qualified people. Right. To, yeah, to make an impact, right. To like, those are your dream clients. Those are the people that are going to follow you. Those are the people that are going to implement, uh, on your product. I mean, the so many people I've had, I've had so many people about the conversations about the like thousand person room. I'm like, okay. Hang on just one second. Do you know what goes into that? Because you to for every hundred people you have in the audience, you need staff, you need food, you need vendors, you need all of this stuff. And like it grows exponentially really quickly. And if you can't market it, like when I what I tell people is to get people in the room, you can put 10, 15, maybe 20 people in the room for almost no ad spend about. Oh, no. Is the internet making us an, another play on us today? Oh, no! Mercury, come on. Give us a break. Hold on. Guys, if you're listening right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, we're oh back. Steve, we're back. We we're back. You. We're oh, back. There? Yes, we lost you Woo. for one second. All right, <laughs> let's do it. The technology. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Technology this week has been a little bit of a friction point for us. <laughs> the internet, AT&T, we have our eyes on you. I know. Come on. Let's chat. The, uh, <laughs> okay. Like, oh, well. <laughs> to have something that big is going to cost a lot of money. Like you can, beyond 20 people, you're going to be spending a minimum of $500 a person to get them in the room through marketing, through stuff that you're doing. Yeah. It, it's just, it becomes, and you can always grow. This is what I've always told people. So I had a client. Uh, last year, 2019, we started off their first event they had held on their own. They had put 40 people in the room. Mm. They were not able to sell anything because they didn't know how to sell. I helped them. We put 75 people in the room. We closed about 250,000. The mm. next event that we held, we put 400 people in the room because they had the budget. We put 400 people in the room. We closed over a million dollars. Wow. Like, and they grew, they're still holding events and their events are getting bigger. Now they don't need me anymore. They've called me a couple of times. Like I have good relationships with my past clients. They've called me a couple of times. They've asked me some questions. They shoot me some texts, but they know what they're doing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like that is, it's such a great way to get to know people authentically. Like, you know, what's going on with them yep. and you can help them to follow back to your value ladder. You don't like. Again, love ClickFunnels, love Russell. You don't need a funnel until you are full-time. Mm -hmm. Because what a funnel does, unless you're just running a webinar, if you know what you're selling and you've sold it in person and you're looking to do a webinar, a funnel will help you. Between the bump and the OTOs, it will help you make more money. But if you don't have that stuff, the funnel that you need is really simple. It's called Zoom and Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Yes. Put yeah. out some content, 
like talk about what you do. I'm not a big fan of Facebook, but you can talk about what you do. You can do a Facebook live. You can do some posts. You can do some blogs. You can get on some podcasts. Yeah. And you just say, hey, message me. And then what this is the script, literally. What are you struggling with? How can I help you? And then help them. Give them some help. Yeah. Two or three back and forths. And then, hey, do you want to jump on a Zoom call? Just so you know, I don't do this for free. I'm happy to help you out and get you in a little bit of momentum. But I'm also happy to jump on a Zoom call and show you how we could work together to really get the result that you want. Yep. You close half of your calls. Yep. There's no trick to this. The reason that people want a funnel is because they're scared of websites. They don't want to talk to people. They don't want to. This thing right here. This thing is more powerful than anything Ronald Reagan had under his command when he was <laughs> president, other than the atomic bomb. Like, pick it up, talk to people, yeah. send them messages. Like, I send, I, I don't like Facebook itself, but Messenger is great. If I see somebody having troubles with stuff, I'll send them a few voice messages. Yeah. Yep. Hey, bro, let me tell you about what I did that worked for me in this situation. Let me know if you have any questions. You send them a couple of those, they are, the biggest challenge with the digital marketing space is the no like trust factor. Yeah. Can I trust this person? They look great on Facebook, right? <laughs> but anyone can use Photoshop to put together. I love the people that put the fake Stripe accounts up. I'm like, dude, bro, I can tell that that's totally Photoshopped. You're full of crap. But like, whatever. I send you a couple messages. I send you a couple testimonials of people that I've worked with. It's very easy to close a high ticket client in that fashion. Yeah. And then you like you're actually serving people. If you haven't read a thousand true fans, go read it and focus on that. Yeah. Yeah, Fonzie's gonna order that immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have Amazon, here we go. Uh, I the the <laughs> word it's free. Yeah. The the word I keep hearing is simplicity, right? Like we and we faced this for, for the longest time when we first started, you know, five years ago. And it's like we tend to overcomplicate things and it, it doesn't have to be that way. Like for us, and we mentioned this on the show, it, the breakthrough came after 15 days of going live for 10 day, for, for ten minutes, right? 15 days in a row. And that's what it took to get a conversation that it turned out to be an $80,000 contract that it will continue to go. But that was like the biggest ever like contract that we had at the time. And it came from a conversation from a 10 minute video, right? For us, it was a minimal viable content concept that we, we kept doing consistently. Everybody will have a different type of minimal viable content, right? Whatever that is, like... Um, so it's so powerful because it just brings it down to reality and is achievable. You can actually touch it. You can actually see it and it doesn't need to be a thousand steps, right? There's going to be a point like, and I highly discourage this. Don't, don't continue to overcomplicate things, right? Like even now, you know, we're building the team. I'm building the processes that and every single day, the conversation is like, how can we simplify this? Like, how can we make it easier? We're developing SOPs and we're like, how we can make this like easier, right? Yeah. To understand, to execute, to do that. And at first when it's only you, right? How can you do that? So your capacity like increases. How can I have more conversations, right? What are these things, right? If you mentioned the testimonials, have a little mm -hmm. folder, right? Or you have all those testimonials, right? Immediately, it's, uh, if somebody asks you, send them over. Yeah. Easier. How do you reduce that friction, right? I mean, that like a hundred percent, the it, like if I have a conversation with somebody that you brought up testimonials, it's interesting. I just did. Um, I just made some YouTube trainings for testimonials because so many people ask about them. Mm -hmm. But I 
if I have a conversation with somebody, the follow up that I have is, hey, let me send you uh, a story of one of my clients and how they solved that problem. Spoiler alert, the solve is what I did for them. Mm, it's yeah. a testimonial. It's a case study of how I helped them. But it's not in my own words. It's them talking about it. It yeah. works so well. And it, do you think everybody, if we're having a conversation about live events, hey, let me show you how uh, my friend Holly was able to solve that problem. Can I send you the case study? You think they're going to say no? <laughs> do you think they're not going to watch it? And do you yeah. think that they're going to buy after they watch it? Almost 100% of the people that I send three testimonials to buy. Wow. It's it, yeah. it works so well. I do want to go back to simplicity because you guys smashed it out of the park. Like, remove all the difficult stuff. If you're trying to do funnels, if you're trying to overcomplicate everything, look at what is the easiest thing that you can do. And content. So produce content. I don't care whether it's Instagram. I don't care whether it's Facebook. Pick one channel. Email is a second thing. You have to have email repurpose whatever you're doing somewhere else through email. I don't care if your list is 20 people, send mm -hmm. them stuff because they will open it. That, yep. that keeps coming up today, Fonzie. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have someone pass through the office that he does like copywriting and we we're talking about emails and I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to start sending emails now. Here's the, well, here's the thing about emails. Yeah. And this was the game changer for me because I would always sit down and I'd write like the thousand word, like, yeah. Where do people read emails these days? On their phone. On their phones. How long? If you open up an email from, I don't know, let's say from your brother, right? How long is that email? It's probably 10 words. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Maybe it's 30. Mm. Send emails. You don't, Send one long email a week. It doesn't, and long doesn't have to be more than like two or 300 words because if they open it on their phone, they're not going to read it. Yeah. What, I mean, what happens if you open up? Oh. Come on, internet. Come on, internet. <laughs> Keep in there. Come it's all good, guys. It's all good. This has been so amazing. I, I wanna, I wanna highlight something while we get uh, Steve back. Like the power of story. We've been like just like. Immersed, immersed in, his story. in his whole story on how he described how he got there. And I just want to bring up the the fact that do we still have no internet? We still have no internet. Yeah, I think that's we not, do. Well, that's not he, the fact. I think he sent you a message right there. Dun, dun. Let's see what happened. And that's from before. Oh, that's from before. Anyways, I I wanna I wanna comment on hitting the walls with like the Michael Jordan story, right? And and we talked about this concept on uh Putting yourself between the sword and the wall, and I think you know we've been able oh. to to do that. I think it was on his end. Yeah, I think he he the Airbnb, oh, the Airbnb Wi-Fi, Airbnb Wi-Fi. <laughs> wi All right, so the the Michael Jordan uh, story, and you know mm -hmm. we we talked to this about uh, we with Steve Larson, right? Like the second we put ourselves in between the sword and the wall in that crazy situation we were able to execute so i encourage everybody you know go towards like that moment where you need to hit so let's see uh yeah. i, I, I want to share i want to share one of my my points that i really enjoy which was right the the funnel he said a lot of people want to have the funnels because of that fear of showing up just he didn't say fear of showing up but i i think that's the 
the, the the implied message he said because people want to make make money without actually putting in the work right make money sitting in their couch which yes it is an awesome dream to have yeah. and it can, i think it it can happen at a certain stage of your business but first you need to show up absolutely and in a funnel where it kind of like still hiding right and, and let's translate that into content We need to show up if we're going to publish content, right? We need to get in front of the camera. We need to start talking. We need to start mm. sharing our message. Yeah. And what was it that stopped us for a very long time? It was that fear of showing up, that fear of judgment, being judged, right? And I feel it's the same exact thing with the funnel. We look for the funnel because we we feel that's the kind of like the tool that is going to give us that success. And I'm doing air quotes right now without having to, to show up. And we got Steve, Steve back. Steve is back. Let's go. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. My it's all good. It's all good. Hey, it's, it's Mercury retrograde, right? It's like, Me Mercury retrograde. <laughs> retrograde. Something like that. Yeah. So we have uh, one of our team members. She's very into astrology and all that. And she this week she was like, guys, you got to be careful with technology because it's Mercury retrograde. Something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. And we've had like three <laughs> Wi-Fi shutdowns. Throughout the week, we're like, never I, happened. I get, yeah, I guess like, it's been. I think <laughs> Wednesday, tough. Wednesday, we had Alex Sharfin on the show. And we're, you know, we're chatting. We're like, please, please let the whole like signal stay. And uh, halfway through, the same thing, Pff, it dropped. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, it yeah. happens. That this is the beautiful thing we, about going live. We were ref reflecting <laughs> on the awesome story telling abilities that you have Steve and we were also <laughs> reflecting on some of the messages like the Michael Jordan analogy that you gave us with the wall which is amazing and mm. I personally really enjoyed the people hiding behind the funnels right because I, I feel like people starting especially starting that's a big deal for them because you gotta publish right and to publish you gotta show up you gotta show your face you gotta show yeah. your voice and a funnel I feel like it allows you to fly under the radar Well, that's what people think for sure. But it's the number one thing that you should do, no matter what you are doing in your business, is publish. Publish, 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 publish. If you can't talk about what you do every day for at least 10 minutes, you you have no business buying a funnel or mm. paying any money for software or building a website. Publish, 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 publish. Because the more like That's the one thing that Russell says that like everybody, Dan Kennedy says it, Joe Polish says it, yeah. Russell Brunson says it, everybody says it because here's the thing. If you don't know what you're talking about and you start having conversations just around the big topic of it, you'll start to develop opinions about it. Then you're going to start to develop thoughts about it. Then you're going to learn the stories that tell it. There are five core stories that every business needs. Um, that's like one of my main free trainings. It's completely free lead magnet. Stories that scale.com. You can get it let's, free. Let's go. Let's go. Method. Stories that scale.com. Yep. All right. That will get you there. People go there right now. Stories that scale.com. Yeah. It's in the link. Yep. So you guys can scroll down. You'll see it right there. Yep. Woo. It's also, if you look at my YouTube channel, I have, there's eight videos. They're 10 minutes a piece that walk you through all of them and how to use them. But the, like you start to develop that stuff through talking and the thing is mm -hmm. you don't have to have it anywhere near perfect you just have to start having conversations and I, i was having this conversation with a girl this week who she's like scared to death she's like people are gonna make fun of me what happens if i stumble what happens if i don't get it right i'm like who the freak yeah, cares yeah, like yeah. nobody especially like i get it i really do get it but nobody cares like that one person does not care and if you 
if you get hung up on that point, it doesn't matter how good your funnel is. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it. You're not going to get better because what happens if you spend a bunch of money and you get a funnel that somewhat converts and then you have to answer support emails or somebody <laughs> calls you for help? Yeah. Like, you know how to like start with publishing content, talking about it. Yeah. It's a, it's, if, a, it's a great, I'm sorry, Steve, that I interrupted you here, but something that we've noticed, one of the biggest benefits has been the personal growth that comes with publishing. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> Again, and we tell this to ourselves all the time. It's like, we look a year back to, like, the Luises from a year ago, and we're like, who are those guys? Well, you one, know, totally different. One, uh, Luisa wasn't as fat as it is right now, <laughs> but... Um, Ah, uh, it's good. <laughs> At least I know my message now. He's still playing <laughs> soccer. That's why. Uh, it's like, dude, Steve, thank you, man. Like, it, it really has been incredible, and I appreciate yeah. the, like, especially the content. Like, that's that. Obviously, the show is called Content's Profit. We push publishing because it's changed our life. We've been able to connect with amazing, amazing people. Is that me? Yeah. But you know what I love too, Steve, <laughs> that you were saying that like you're not a fan of Facebook, but still you yeah. believe in publishing, right? And there's other platforms that people can publish of course it's not just facebook but you still use those tools as resources yeah, yeah. to you know put your message out there and start real conversations can this is what i hate about facebook and this is how to stand out from everybody else that's out there everybody right now has a super optimized facebook profile i help blank do blank without pain point <laughs> like turn that crap off don't put up fake posts about, oh my God, I'm so excited because I have an amazing client who said I changed their life. Like, stop with the humble bragging. Stop mm -hmm. with the fake posts. You want to talk about something? Help people out. Talk about your personal life because talking about your personal life, like really talk about your personal life. Yeah. That gets people to know, like, and trust you. And it's entertaining. Like you look at the best vlogs look at first off go to youtube and look at what the highest rated videos are the videos with the most views if you take news out the window right now it's people with vlogs and if you watch the vlogs it's everyday people doing everyday things this yeah. is how i do my breakfast this is how i go for a run this is me going surfing that's mm -hmm. what people people are interested in so do that on social media do that on facebook that's way more interesting than your bullshit like bullcrap <laughs> about your course that you've sold a thousand copies of when really you haven't sold any like or your fake stripe accounts or any of that <laughs> stuff like nobody cares yeah absolutely like I, you see that stuff in the feed and it like that turns people off yeah you might get one or two quick sales from it but you're not playing the long game that's why i hate facebook like I post on Facebook, but I'll do a Facebook live and mm -hmm. I'll talk about what I'm doing. I'll talk about an Airbnb that I'm living in. I'll talk about going for a run. I'll talk about something that gets people to know, like, and trust me. Yeah. And I'll do some trainings. I will do trainings, but I do them on my professional page. Then I do a Facebook live on my personal page. And I say, Hey, if you're interested, I did a training over here. You can go check it out. But like, I, it's so, it's so painful to me to be on there and see all this, like, it's basically like this quagmire pool of, <laughs> like, it's like the swimming pool that was really nice and too many people peed in it and they just keep doing it. And it's like green algae, like, bleh. Yeah, I, I, sense. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. And, you know, for, for us, 
I think, again, going back to perspective, we change our outlook on content, right? And we're like, hey, let's let's go publish. That's the reason we do the show live. We're like, we don't really care if we make mm-hmm. mistakes, you know? You heard the, the intro. I mean, that has, like, that has 95 tries behind it. And probably <laughs> 94 has, I've probably did something yes. that is not the right thing that we have on script, Still has right? mistakes, yeah. And that's okay, right? And you guys have a blast. And it's all about the relationship. And then on Facebook, what we've used it is, like, to see what happened. Can we test new frameworks? Because for us, it's like about removing the friction, right? We've been able to build this amazing machine for us and for our clients that that yep. helped them multiply their message. Well, it started with Facebook Lives and people know everything about, you know, they, not everything, but they, they know quite a bit about my son. They know about my dogs, that we have two Huskies and they're a pain in the butt. No, I'm kidding. We love the dogs, but we know about Fonzie <laughs> and we know about soccer and they've seen the evolution on the studio. And, and mm-hmm. that's the thing that like connects you and, and you are absolutely right and it, conversations ca- keep happening and then you know we talk about the frictionless cell then they come and they're like hey guys like i really love what you guys are doing uh what are you guys really doing we want to work with you and we're like absolutely can we ch- let's chat about right mm-hmm. and, that's and, exactly. and that's it and and that's the secret sauce and yeah. i think you know out there entrepreneurs might be starting to get it but also like big businesses are not getting it and uh, and it's really challenging and they're like they want to put like this whole wall that is like perfection and it's just like hindering their businesses so the the thing to this like wraps the entire thing if you go back to my story starting off it's not about the thing that you know how to do it's about whether people know like and trust you and whether or not you that's marketing Getting people to know, like, and trust you without talking about the thing that you do all the time and, like, making it annoying, right? Like, we've all been to a cocktail party where a realtor comes up to you and is just handing out business cards. Hey, bro, can I sell your house? Can I sell your house? Can I sell your house? Do you have a house for sale? You're looking for a house? Shut the freak up. Like, get away from me, right? It's like, I live in an Airbnb. (laughs) If there's somebody walking around that's just friendly, nice person, and you happen to know that they're a realtor... Mm-hmm. Who are you going to list your house with? That person. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Like you guys hit it so well. Like if people know, like, and trust you and they know about your life and they've seen you grow and they know most of all that you're going to be there. You're not some flash in the pan that's posting some crap yeah. on Instagram or Facebook. And like, you might do this, but you might not as well. They're going, if they know, like, and trust you, they will buy from you. And that all comes from publishing, publishing, publishing. But and publishing doesn't have to be your business. Just like you guys said, talk about your dogs. Talk about what you're doing. People will know. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. I love it, Steve. That was amazing. I do have one random question. Totally, well, sure. s- sort of related. Can Have you done events at Airbnbs? I have. So um, so we'll, we can talk about events or Airbnbs. I know you guys love the digital nomad stuff. <laughs> the So what are some of the biggest challenges that people have when coming to an event? They have to get on a plane. They have to fly to where they're going. They have to get a hotel. They have to deal with all this stuff, right? So what happens if you rent, Orlando's a great city for this. You yeah. can rent an Airbnb that is a 15-bedroom house with a 40 by 60 living room. Hmm. That is a perfect space to hold an event in. Wow. Yeah. I th- that that's that's something that I've seen coming up lately. Yeah. Like- this works right into your Oh. 
Oh, there we are. Yeah, we are. We're back. Let's go. <laughs> AT&T. AT&T. <laughs> um, we see you, AT&T. When you're having a conversation with somebody about coming to the event, you just say, hey, for the first 10 people, I've got a room for you. It's included. After that, you have to get a hotel room and deal with, uh, you know, yeah. Ubers and all of that. But otherwise, cool. hey, and you know what? If you fly in, I'll pick you up at the airport. If you fly in on this day, right? And then yeah. you just get a van or you get you get the Uber XL. And you bring people, like, you make the friction less, make them feel special. But an Airbnb for an event works out really, really well. Hmm. Um, you're going to get, what's the point of an event, right? To get to know people, to yeah. give them an emotional experience. When you have an event at an Airbnb, you can have it catered. You can order pizza. It's going to save you a ton of money on food. But then also, after the event, like, let's say the event rides, winds down at 9 o'clock at night. You're eating some pizza and you're hanging out with people. Those people are going to bond. They're going to have a great experience. When, when I did the last one I did, yeah. somebody was like, this is like summer camp for adults. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So you do that. They hang out. They can hang out till 2 a.m. As the speaker, as the person putting it on, you can hang out with them. I would recommend going to bed or going in your room so that you maintain a little bit of authority. You don't want to get trashed in front of them. You don't yeah. want to have too much, <laughs> too much, but. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it works out really well, and the yeah. price for an Airbnb. So those those places in Orlando are like five hundred bucks a night. Wow, it's the same price you're going to pay for a hotel, but at the hotel you got to worry about food and beverage and people and room blocks. Yeah, if you're doing a small event, you can do it at an Airbnb. Wow, no problem. That's amazing. Again. That's great. I, I, and I'm curious. Sorry, I know I'm extending this a little bit, but you know, in the world we're living in right now, and people might might be wondering what is the transition with online events. Yeah. So, my take on it: as good as an online event can be, it's not an in-person event. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. So I came. So my I came to Phoenix, which is where I am now, in January. To uh, I was I was contracted to put on three events. For a client, we held the first event early February, went great, knocked it out of the park. And we had to cancel the other two. We were supposed to have one in April and then we we're supposed to have one in June. Mm. Um, we canceled those. I refunded the client because it was the right thing to do. Um, I didn't want to say, you know, hey, we'll put it off till after COVID because who knows where the world is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had other clients that were booked to hold events this fall, which I had to refund them as well. Um, I am, I could have transitioned to some kind of online event, but that's not my specialty. It's not where my, my, I like, I don't really believe in them. Yeah. Um, they're okay. They're not bad, but you're not going to have the same experience. Yeah. So I kind of, I mean, I still do some of the coaching. I've still helped people with their speech writing and doing speech critiques, but I've backed out of the space until we can do live events again yeah. just because i don't i don't think it's the same yeah. um i know tony robbins has done really well i know some other people i know people in the click funnels world have done okay with them um but i it's not the same yeah i love it steve man and thank you so much for the transparency yeah. and not only that i think there's an important lesson here you said you don't really believe in them Right, which is important, right? Because a lot of people are doing things that they don't believe in. And that's when you get into the rat race and then the grind and the hustle and and it's, then it, it stops being enjoyable, right? 
So thank you for sharing that because yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people might need that message right now. It's like they need to ask themselves, are you enjoying and do you believe in what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if you don't believe in it and you don't enjoy it, just stop doing it. Like yeah. it, you might make enough money. Like I know there are some people I had, I had this conversation in the last week or two with somebody and they were just like, I have to do it. I have to push through. I'm like, bro, like you can find a way to make money that both lights you up, makes you excited and moves you forward. Otherwise just don't do it because you're eventually just going to wake up and it, it would be better to have a job. Yeah. And yeah. at that point, like you've, you've lost all your momentum. I mean, I know you guys talked to Alex about momentum. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, mm -hmm. if you don't have momentum and you don't feel good, you, that's what, You, you see all the crusty marketers that either <laughs> suck at what they do or they fall out of the game or they're just they're relying on stuff from 12 years ago. It's because they're doing things that they don't feel right about. And yeah. I think we're going to moving forward the next like 10 years. Transparency, authenticity is going to become it's going to become hyper because now you can. You can tell really quick whether or not somebody is is real online like you if you know what to look for you can yeah. go back in their facebook feed yep yeah, you can absolutely. look at stuff like you can look at where they were at a year ago that's why with you guys like you sharing like people have seen your studio change they've seen what you've gone through there's and you're not you're not ever being disingenuous you're saying this yeah. is where we came from yeah. and people love you for that that will earn you clients yeah there's the there's nothing to hide and at the end of the day right like uh I mean, we they see us here, right? And and we've had this conversation last week, especially. I it came, it came on one of my conversations. They thought we were doing the a lot of the the content. And they're like, well, well, you guys, you know, when are you guys doing that? Because I see you guys online all the time. Well, you know, we used to, and you can go see the posts when we used to do them. But now, you know, we're thank God, you know, touch and wood that we've been able to grow, and we have a team that executes. That you know, we still run the you know the high end conversations. We still run your onboarding, right? That's what we do. That's what we love to do. Have those mm -hmm. conversations, but then we have a team that executes for you guys, and uh, and people have seen that progress in the last yeah. nine months, and and it's wonderful because guess what? The clients that have been with us have been through that journey, and they know that every single day, like they they know exactly where we stand, and they they love it, and they love to be part of that too, mm -hmm. and it, and it's incredible. And I think a lot of people, especially you know, starting up. Um, might be very afraid to to do that, right? Like, let me put this picture on front that paints that I'm up here when I'm really down here. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, Fancy, but I felt guilty of that a few years back, right? Like oh, we, yeah, the fake it till you make it thing. The, uh, right? and yeah, I was never a fan of that. Fancy's first sale, he was wearing this suit. He was, like, clean-shaved, <laughs> and he, like... He may barely even wore a suit to my wedding, and look at him now. It's like you know, and uh, and uh, and we know we not we need to be ourselves. And you know, I think it was a, a great conversation with Bart Miller, where he's like, "Yeah, you can take on different identities, right? Of, of course, there's different things that you know to be able to communicate properly." You need to take on that identity. But then at the end of the day, this is us. Like we have the conversation just like the soccer jerseys. I'm like, man, I forgot my soccer jersey yesterday. I was going to wear the, the Netherlands soccer jersey because they were playing. And instead I wore like a Let Us Tell Your Story t-shirt because we, we were on podcast and we wanted to share our message. And Fonsi's like, dude, 
people know already that we like soccer, so just wear your soccer jersey. And I'm like, that's true. That's yeah. us. That's part of the story. That's why people, you know, tune in and and they've been like bonding over that. And it's it's okay to do that. You know, as long as you're consistent, you're frequent. You know, yes, fulfill, do the best you can in the thing that you love to do. You are probably one of the best mm-hmm. at the things at the events that you run, right? I have no issues saying that after the conversation that we just had. Yeah. So that doesn't take away from the authenticity to, you know, go on your Facebook Live at 1130 at night and your apartment with no lighting, just sharing your story, right? That's exactly the life that the, the thing that changed for us. Uh, and it's been yeah. awesome, man. Dude, Steve, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you. I have two last questions. I know Fonsi like ran over. I know we have, uh, <laughs> this is awesome. I, I, love, I love spending this Friday afternoon. Thank God I, I had my coffee earlier. So that's good. <laughs> uh, all right. So what is one action point for somebody that is stuck and needs to move forward. So we could talk, we could talk talk, content. I think we talk enough about content, but let's talk about the event side of things. Like what, like if they're feeling stuck, they're scared to, you know, throw that first event, what would they do? What's the first thing that they can do? Man, if, so I would not, I'm going to preface this. I would not hold an event unless you have a list of 2,500 people and a course. If you don't have those two things, don't hold an event yet. You're not you're not there. Mm-hmm. If you have those things and you're thinking about holding an event but you're scared to do it, do a meetup. You can hold a meetup and here's the thing, like don't don't think that you need to have a bunch of people. Like have you guys have Yada Golden on? Yeah, we, we will soon. She's coming in yeah. the next couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah. She's, okay, so Yada will tell you the story probably. Her and I just use it because I thought maybe your listeners had heard it. Your first event, if you have two people show up, give them so much and make it feel like a personal VIP day. Even if they don't buy from you, they will tell other people. If you like think about this, if you went to click if you went to Funnel Hacking Live and there were three people there and you got personal time with Russell Brunson, how stoked would you be? Yes. Right. <laughs> if people come to your event, if it's a meetup, if you're thinking about holding an event, but you're scared, hold a meetup, get to know people, figure out what they want. Like go do some of that stuff. It's, it's publishing, but it's in a different way, right? Yeah, absolutely. A meetup is free to hold. Just hold a networking one to start and do a 15 minute speech. That's your general speech. Don't even worry about pitching at first. Just get your feet wet because I guarantee you, if you do it once, you'll get addicted because even people who are introverts and hate being on stage, once you're on stage and you, you, even if it's three people in the audience and you're just teaching them something on a whiteboard, you're going to be blown away because all of them will love what you had yeah and they'll all want to talk to you afterwards and just like the the action of being in front of the room this is like the secret the action of being in front of the room even if what you do sucks you are now an authority to those three or four people and chances are if you hold a meetup and you you plan it two weeks out and get kind of loud about it you'll probably have 20 people show up yeah like it's it's the, amazing the trick give free dinner like get some pizzas don't be t- 50 bucks in pizzas and a couple two liters and some bottled water and advertise that like hey we're giving away free pizza come check it out it's on marketing how to grow your business whatever the thing is that you do yeah, yeah. you will have people show up 
and at the end of the day, if you like metrics and KPIs, you know, 50 bucks and then you get 10 people, you know, five bucks a day, really? Like the highly qualified that are going to spend time with you and then they're going to spread the word because it's amazing. That's the deal, yeah, man. That's the deal. I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm about to just go do a meetup real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no kidding. Like yeah. we, we've chatted about it, right? We, in the in the office complex, we have like this. Uh, yeah, we the, have a space, an awesome a, space to have, have a meetup. We're Bad. like, hey, let's let's put ten people in there, right? Like mm -hmm. it's six. Who, I don't care. Like we've actually had meetings in there with like two or three. And it's incredible because now you know what you said. You become the authority, right? Like that's what we that's what we talked about with the show. Like with the show is is that digital stage, right? But yep. like in there, in person, is so much powerful. And it's like, how can we create that impact locally, right? I mean the 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 conversations that you will have if you have if you have three, five, ten people show up. It, the fewer people you have show up, the more you can have a conversation. And what that means is you start to teach, and then you say. Do you see how this applies to your business? I do this. If I'm speaking in a room of anywhere up to like a couple hundred people, I'll call somebody out. Yeah. Hey, do you see how this works in your business? If it's some, I pick somebody who's paying attention and then I'll say, what's your business? Oh, I'm in XYZ. I know enough about what I'm talking about that I can off the cuff, give them some kind of interaction, right? Yeah. Some kind of growth. If it's three people and you, then you can do it to all three of them. So tell me about your business. How does this affect you? Tell me about yeah. this. How does it affect you? You have those conversations as the authority figure. I don't care if it's three people in the room. Those people are going to like, they're going to claw all over you. They're going to be like, oh so my goodness, you're helping me so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That you, is so your smart. sales will go up. Yeah. Dude, yeah, man, this, this is giving me to some vibes of some Chet Holmes vibes. Have you read the Ultimate Sales Machine? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff that you're talking about, I'm like, ah, oh, man, this is so genius. You know, when I read same it in the book, I'm like, I, I, I know, I'm like, I know, I should definitely implement some of this <laughs> stuff now. And now hearing from you, Steve, I'm like, even even better, you know, like now we got the inside scoop here mm -hmm. from you and we're going to go to stories at scale.com for sure and get those oh, yeah. those goodies as well. Absolutely. Cool. Dude, Steve, last question. Probably my, my favorite question here in the show. It's uh, where will you be if you did not publish? Where would I be if I did not publish? Um, Probably climbing the Everest or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I mean... I would, oh man, I, I wouldn't have a business. Um, I would probably be running a restaurant somewhere, maybe back in Vail, maybe another ski resort. I, I wouldn't be, if I did not publish, I wouldn't have a business. Like if you don't publish, you can't, you can't have a business. Like the, the, the difference and you guys hit on it, like big brands, have a huge marketing budget that they can burn to just be in front of your you all the time, right? Yeah. But entrepreneurs, we have to do it differently. And the way we do that is through publishing, engaging, fun content. Like, changes everyone's life. Like, your guys' energy is what sells you. Like, you're fun. You guys are happy. People want to see what's going on, right? Like, you're honest, you're transparent. Like that's what entrepreneurs have. And at the start, when everybody starts, they want to have that polish. They want to be like the big, big yeah. money corporations. I got to mm -hmm. wear a suit and tie. I got to look perfect. <laughs> I got to have lighting. 
that's the complete like you're thinking that yeah. but it's not what's real what's real is people want to buy from somebody they know like and trust that's fun that makes them feel comfortable and the way you do that is through publishing yeah. so i wouldn't I wouldn't have a business. I don't think anybody would have a business if they didn't publish. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. I, I love how it always com comes back to the simple stuff, you know, yeah. that we so often forget about. So thank Ooh. you for uh, for the reminder. So Steve, where, uh, other than the stories that scale.com, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Um, if somebody wants to reach out to me, find me on Facebook. That is honestly like, send me a message. I respond to all of my messages. Um, That's where I do most of my communication with people. You can email me through the website. MYT.how has a free mini course on live events. Um, it will get you on my list. There's also, you can get to me through there. But honestly, Facebook, send me a message. If you have questions, if any of this makes sense, um, hit me up on Facebook because I'm happy to have a conversation and talk to you about hey it. Guys, yeah, that, that's actually how we reached out to him. We sent him a message on Facebook. That's right. And he answered. And now he's in the podcast. And now he's in the show. And I just want, I just want to throw this out there. You said you were going to share your story of the tattoo, right? Uh, that's oh. a tattoo. But, but we can leave nope. it for the next episode if you want. Uh, uh, saying, oh, saying. we can do a cliffhanger. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that's that. Really part, part two. Part two. <laughs> guys, go ahead. Just scroll down. The links is gonna they're going to be right below. All you got to do is click in there. Uh, connect, man. Like Have those content conversations. That has... Mm -hmm. Uh, continuously improved not only our relationships but our business so go ahead connect either with Steve or with us and uh, we're probably going to send you back to Steve uh, if, if or you with all question. of us with all of us you know <laughs> you don't have to pick you can connect with all of us with all of us and uh, with that being Steve don't leave because you get to experience the Hispanic goodbye that's become a thing just yet but thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast go ahead and subscribe and follow us on social media at BizRosco that's right and if you find this episode impactful which I am sure you will because steve was awesome don't forget to share it and and more ends more five-star review thank you bye <laughs>